every morning, Kurt and Anthony keep you in touch with your community with the morning drive on News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the morning drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here on this Monday morning. Happy President's Day, everybody. And joining us online now, it's the my former colleague on the Burlington City Council and now chair of the Burlington Democratic Party, Adam Roof. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Kurt. Good morning, Anthony. How are you? We're doing well on this President's Day. Doing great. So, Adam, uh, give us the give us the with two weeks out, two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, well, actually, first, give us your, we haven't had you on since the Burlington, the Democratic Caucus. And, of course, there was a lot of concern going into that. Like, how is this, is, is this all going to work out? How there was concerns about it. Um, were people going to be shut out of the process, left out of the process? How was it all going to work? And uh, give us your thoughts to it now, a couple months later, but we haven't had you back since. It seemed to work out pretty well, didn't it? I think it did, yeah. I mean, last time I was on, I was I was sweating the the caucus, and now we're we're back on, and I'm sweating the the town meeting day election. But uh, hey, look, if the town meeting day election runs as smoothly and and uh, has some great outcomes like at the caucus, then uh, then we'll be looking good in, in just 15 days here. So the caucus went great. We had over 3,300 people vote um, uh, in the caucus, which is a historic number, and I think it speaks to the interest level that Burlingtonians have in in this this election year. Were you, as Democratic Party chair, were you surprised, disappointed to see C.D. Madison, who uh, was part of the Democratic caucus, uh, go out and uh, and endorse the opponent of the Democratic, the winner of the Democratic caucus, Joan Shannon? Well, you know, I mean, we uh, we want everyone that possibly can to endorse endorse Joan in this race, but certainly everyone has their their right to support. Uh, whoever they want. There's no uh, party registration or anything like that. We don't have uh, rules in place that, that punish people for, for doing uh, what they did. So uh, disappointed, but we're disappointed that um, uh, that, that more people haven't showed up and, and endorsed Joan, so we're asking them to. Uh, but no, Madison has the right to do uh, what they want, and so no, not a, not a surprise in that respect. Uh, so you weren't surprised, but you, I mean, fair to say you were disappointed? Yeah, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a surprise. Uh, we we saw that coming, um, and we're we're prepared for it. And we're really happy with the endorsements that that we have earned. But uh, yeah, it would have been nice to have seen that um, that reconciliation from the from the caucus or, or that we use after a caucus. We like to see the people involved in it, and we have. Uh, we've seen uh, just yesterday we publicly announced the the endorsement of Karen Paul, uh, a very popular uh, politician and leader in Burlington, also ran in the caucus and is now supporting Joan. So I think that does point to the broad support that Joan has. That announcement was made yesterday. How, how was that done? I don't, I don't know if everybody's heard about that yet. That seemed, that's... Uh, yeah, that's fresh breaking news. Uh, it's up on, on social media, website. We'll be doing some other announcements to get the word out that, um, that, that Karen has endorsed Joan. All right, so there's that's there's some, news some breaking news because right. we talked about that on the show last week, that, that yeah. with a couple of weeks left, it hadn't happened. So it has happened now. Yes, that's official. That's out in public. And I want to publicly say, I've said this repeatedly, it's President's Day, and, and, and while you are the head of the Burlington Democrats, um, it does seem like your party listens to the Ronald Reagan uh, 
uh, term or, or thou shalt not speak ill of anyone in your party. <laughs> Much better than the Republicans do. Uh, we, we, we do our best uh, to, to be kind. It's a, it's a contact sport, politics is, but um, much like hockey, I grew up playing hockey. You can you'd be a fierce competitor, but also have mutual respect for the others in the game. Yeah, well, uh, kudos to you. Between running the caucus as well as it went and uh, kind of pulling things together, it seems like the you, you have a well-organized party, I will tell you that. Well, I appreciate that. Now, what, what's the party's role in the campaign in regard to the mayor's race or the council candidate's race? Because we just had Kyle Blake on here, obviously, and he was talking about the importance of the council races as well. What is the party's role in regard to making sure the party picks up or wins some of the council seats and the mayor's seat? So the party plays a, 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 a myriad of roles. Uh, primarily, and maybe the most important, is that we provide campaign infrastructure and uh, campaign tools and strategies and, and funding for for candidates. And we also serve as a coordinator between all of the seven um, uh, primary races that we're focused on right now. So we integrate uh, and coordinate between the mayor's race, all seven of the city council candidates that we have running. Uh, you know, we have four first-time candidates. We have three incumbents on the, on the council side. Uh, and while Jones has been uh, in the game for a long time, 20 years, she's served on the city council. This is the first time running for mayor. And so we bring that knowledge to the table and that organization to the table. We had a, I want to ask you this question because we just had uh-huh. a caller call up and ask uh, Kyle Blake this, and, and he sort of related it in terms of the firefighters' endorsement of Joan Shannon. So I want to ask you this as Democratic Party chair. Um, this caller called up and said, Joan is, you know, has made an issue out of public safety, and sure. he said... But she's been there 20 years. So he said it rang hollow to him now that she's, she is talking about some of the problems that Burlington faces in regard to public safety and other things. And sure. he basically saying she's been there 20 years, so why didn't she do something about it? How do you respond to that as Democratic Party chair? Sure. I mean, well, I think Kyle had a great answer. You know, look at her record. Uh, you know, a single city councilor is not all powerful, frankly, nor is just a, a mayor. The issues that we're dealing with are going to take – uh, I'll borrow a term, an all-hands-on-deck approach. And, and so, Where have I heard that? A, <laughs> <laughs> um, it couldn't help myself, I guess. You know, look, Joan's record on the city council for 20 years speaks to her leadership. Uh, it speaks to uh, the focus and, and intelligence that she has uh, on these issues that, are, that uh, have really just in recent years uh, really started to butt up. So she's been good on leading on the, on the issues of the day over 20 years in this public safety crisis. Uh, along with the other challenges that we have. Uh, she has a proven record. Uh, she's proven herself courageous in, in standing up um, uh, in those moments that were difficult on these issues over the years. I think that, uh, well, that's a fair question. We've seen far more people come up uh, to us, uh, to Joan, to the campaigns, and say, hey, we're really excited uh, about Joan uh, for many reasons, including her long record and good standing on these issues. Uh, and it, the the... The council race, I mean, they're all important, obviously, but it seems to me that the hottest race that I've seen and that I think could be the closest, potentially, is the race in Ward 1. As I drive through, I drove around all the streets in Ward 1, and man, oh man, there's a lot of signs out for both candidates. And they're not just in public spots. There's a lot of signs on people's public properties for both candidates, for Jeff Hand, the Democrat, and for Carter Newbezer, the progressive candidate. What's your take? Uh, what's your lay of the land on that race in Ward One? 
know, every council race uh, we are prioritizing, and each one is important if we want to grow, uh, you know, grow the Democratic participation on the city council. But certainly you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Ward 1 is definitely a, a hyper-competitive race. Ward 1, historically, you know, they've voted for Sharon Busher, the independent, for many, many years. Uh, progressive candidates uh, in recent history, as well as Democratic candidates this last year. Uh, if we look to recent history as an indicator of what might come next, uh, Tim Doherty had an incredible showing in Ward 1 in his East District race just last year. And so we're really hopeful uh, about Ward 1. Jeff is an incredible candidate. Uh, he's been involved in the community for, for so, so long, and he's doing a great job. He's making his voter contact. He's recruiting people. People are excited about him. Um, but also the progressive challenger in Ward 1 is also uh, a, a great campaigner, and, and Ward 1 voters have been known to to really look at the, the character of the candidate and, and, and shift between not so much party label voting, uh, which I think can, can be a really healthy thing. So that just means that we have to get Jeff out there, and he's certainly doing his part. Uh, and being an incredible candidate, uh, just not just from working hard, but also the, the experience that he brings and the, and the character of, of him as an individual, I know is very impressive to a lot of Ward 1 voters. How important is, I know it's important, but just how important, and what are you doing to get uh, people out to vote? Uh, obviously, ballots are now in the mail for most people, although, yeah. I, don't, although I don't have it yet for some reason. But, uh, <laughs> but the ballots are in most people's mailboxes. Some people might be voting already. How do you make sure that the turnout is up there so that um, your your party ends up winning? What tactics are you using to get the turnout up? Sure. Well, first of all, we have a lot of headwinds. Uh, I'm sorry, tailwinds for us this year. We've got a presidential primary, which helps turnout be higher in a local election. Uh, we've got uh, ballots being mailed, which has not always been the case in, in Burlington elections. We've got a mayor at the top of the ticket with an open seat for the first time in over a decade uh, and seven uh, city councilors up on the, on the ballot as well. So we do have a lot of tailwinds. As far as tactics, uh, we do it all. I'm not going to give away uh, our, our tricks, but, you know, we're doing voter contact at a scale that has not been seen. Just, uh, in just Adam, just, just tell us the trick. We'll keep it between us. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to tell anybody. three and your thousands of listeners, we can all keep the secret. Oh, um, no, it's just, we're just sitting know, around the table. It's just every, every methodology that's, that's available to us to, to make contact and have conversations with voters, whether it be on the doors or on the phones, text message, uh, relational organizing, everything that's available to us in modern uh, campaigning, uh, we invest in quite deeply. And, do you, I mean, obviously the answer always is we want everybody to vote, and I get that, but we know everybody won't, mm-hmm. and we know what the turnout generally is. Is there a target turnout rate that you strive for i mean outside of saying something unrealistic like 100 percent, is there a target though that you're you're looking for to achieve that you think if we can get to this level we think we'll win uh 50 plus one that's our target level <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not gonna go into the, the details of what we think the, our, our numbers are going to be or the goals that we're trying to get to but generally i can say and i think this is you know if you can peruse the election data we think there's gonna there's no reason that this turnout shouldn't be 14,000 plus. We've seen that in 2021, uh, the mayoral year, uh, we're high turnout between Moreau and Mac, uh, also an all vote by mail uh, situation, and then also in 2020, uh, presidential primary, Bernie on the ballot, that sort of stuff. I, I see no reason why this turnout shouldn't get to 14,000. And so, yeah, we're, we're pushing. We have those tailwinds, like I said, but uh, a lot of it is, is also making sure that you know, with people that say they're going to vote, that you then communicate with them to make sure that they do. 
Uh, I'm more interested, not with the turnout numbers, but turning out a high percentage of the people that we've identified as supporters to make sure that we have 100% yield on that number. Adam, here's what I want to ask you about is, um, and one that just sort of strikes me, and I'm curious your take on this, is all the council races are bigger, as we've said. It's the determination of who's, you know, the next mayor, what kind of council they're going to be facing. Yeah. Um, and in, in Ward 8, which is has gone back and forth a little bit, it elected a progressive a couple of years ago, then it elected Hannah um, in the last election. She's now running for re-election. But at the same time, she's the campaign manager for Joan Shannon. Um, how concerning is it to you that it takes time away from her to be doing her own campaign for city council? Uh, that's a great question. You know, we had, we had talked about that um, you know, er- early on after the caucus season and, and the, the team shape was starting to take place uh, across not just the mayor's race but everywhere else. Uh, and we recognize that, you know, we, it, it's equally as important that she gets elected and, and that Joan gets elected. Hannah brings uh, a, a long uh, history of experience and knowing how to, how to organize campaigns and coordinate campaigns here in Burlington. I've worked with her for a long time. She's worked um, at levels much higher than in Burlington and at the congressional level. Uh, and we've also created a team around, uh, around Joan and around her and around all the candidates generally so that she has the, enough time to... Uh, be involved in, in her campaign and do the student organizing and connecting with permanent residents uh, while making sure that that does not detract from all the important work that has to get done from, uh, from for Jones' campaign. So, again, I'll, an all-hands-on-deck approach, it helps many hands make light work. All right, let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Uh, would you be willing to give up Ward 4 to the Republicans for their... Uh, you know, for a big turnout for Joan next month. There's no Republican running in Ward 4. I was going to say, how do you do that? Or, or well. Uh, was the question if we're being willing to give up Ward 4 for a trade of some sort, Kurt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, uh, there's no Republican running in Ward 4, so it's a mood point. Uh, no, and even if there were, uh, we're not, not interested in trading in, in, in that way. Look, everyone, you know, regardless of how they may affiliate with the political party, um, you know, can vote the way that they that they want. And Saren Carpenter, our, our our city council, running for re-election uh, up there, is doing a great job, and, and I feel like she's going to do a, she's going to have a good day on town meeting day. Um, is there any other race for council that you particularly are saying, boy, we we know Ward One looks like it could be tight. Is there any other one that you you look at and say this is one we really got to focus on to make sure we win this race that that could be in doubt. I mean, we, we focus on every race. Uh, Evan Litwin in Ward 7, working really hard. Ben and Becca in the South End, working incredibly hard. But, you know, one of the more interesting races, um, for many different reasons, is Ward 3. Malik Mines is an incredible candidate. Um, uh, an awesome background, a perspective that I think would be incredibly valuable on the, on the city council. If you haven't already learned about Malik, uh, regardless of where you live in the city, you should check out Malik Mines. Uh, also interesting in that race is that he's a write-in candidate. Uh, we've seen some, some great response to people um, uh, from voters in Ward 3 that want to support Malik and are getting really excited around this idea of, of winning a write-in campaign. And, and that's a good point, Adam, and I wanted to ask you about that. Why is he a write-in candidate, though? I, I appreciate that you're touting that and saying people should consider writing him in. 
But why is he not on the ballot? I, I met him. Uh, I met him at City Hall on the night of the caucus or the debate right before the caucus back in December. And it seemed like a, certainly a, he'd be a good candidate and great guy. But then it, was it a matter of that he forgot to get his petition signatures in on time or, or just what happened there? You know, it's uh, it, life happened. Uh, you know, he's, he's a working guy. He worked at the UVM in the education department. He was tied up at work on the deadline day. He had to race down to the AFSCME endorsement meeting, uh, which he got, by the way. Uh, I'd love to talk about the union endorsement situation uh, for this election. Uh, and so it didn't meet the deadline. Uh, there was a, a moment where there was a confusion around. It was an extended deadline. It wasn't. Um, and so we're moving forward with the writing campaign. And he has not stopped uh, or, or blinked for a second after that. And anything, if anything, it's motivated him and the team around him uh, to work even harder. So it was a simple matter of he forgot to get the petitions in on time. Uh, t- tied up at work, which you know, has happened to all of us, right? Yeah, yep, it has. But you did bring that up, and, and we just had on the president of the firefighters, uh, Burlington Firefighters Union. Uh, Kyle mm-hmm. was just with us. Uh, so you um, you just did mention some of the union endorsements, and uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think this is uh, an important story for people to understand, uh, right? All four of the unions that represent municipal employees uh, in the city of Burlington, uh, IBEW, AFSCME, Police, and Fire, um, and I've gone back, I can't find a year where all of them made an endorsement for the same mayoral candidate. If someone, one of your listeners can find that, I'd be interested to know the history, but um, you know, I think that speaks volumes to the support that 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 Joan has, and and certainly the she says it really well. If you want to understand what's going on in in the community, talk to the people who are responsible for delivering the services uh, at the city of Burlington. Uh, those government workers are essential to what Burlington is. A lot of times they go unnoticed, and I'm really glad that they're getting so much airtime. Uh, in this race, because they really are an incredible bellwether for 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 voters to look to to say, okay, I need to help. I got I need some help making my decision. Well, uh, this is an important um, uh, uh, message to be heard from the the four unions that represent municipal employees. Adam, I was at the debate at UVM on Thursday night, mm-hmm. late afternoon, early evening, and that the 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 endorsements by all the four unions were brought up and. Uh, Emma Mulvaney Stank, the progressive candidate, and I'd love to have her here in person to talk about these things, but she's not coming on the show um, at her own decision. But she, um, her answer to that was, she said to the crowd, look, there are, do you all know that there are 22 different unions in Burlington? So she was, seemed to be trying to minimize the fact that the four major unions were endorsing Joan Shannon. And, of course, I think it's it seems like, but I want you to hear you talk about this, it's got to be a blow to her campaign because she's a union organizer. Yeah, I mean, it makes I mean, that's the job of a candidate is to mitigate the argument that your opponent's making. Uh, and so no surprise there. And, yes, uh, we're not claiming that every single union that represents anyone that, that lives in Burlington or works in Burlington, the point that we're making, because this is a municipal election, and so, yes, the opinions of the employees that work for the city government, um, you know, the, the, the mayor is, is the executive of the uh, of the organization that they work for, they're saying, "Yeah, we want to, in, in a sense, work for work for that person." I think that speaks volumes. And and sure, the the opponents, that's their job is to is to try to mitigate the the, the power of that. And yes, you know, uh, she does talk a lot about being a union organizer, and she does have endorsements from other unions. But uh, I think the ones that 
that voters should be looking at most importantly are the the employees that that work for the city and, and their endorsement of Jones. And uh, we're almost out of time, Adam, but I do want to go back to something we brought up. I brought up early on in, in the conversation here, which is, and I'm doing this because someone texted me this. Um, when we talk about C.D. Madison and her going outside the party and actually endorsing the progressive candidate over the Democrat after participating in the Democratic caucus as a candidate, uh, someone texted me and said that in the caucus, she had actually said that she would, when asked about this, at the, at the when when the you know you had the caucus that day, that she uh, said she would work to make sure that a that the Demo- that a Democrat won the mayor's race. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I mean, I do recall. I think it might have been a for- in a forum uh, at City Hall that we hosted that uh, that they mentioned that. But but look, people change their mind, and like I said before, the party has no. Um, you know, there is no party registration in in Burlington, so we can't kick people out of the party or. Or enforce that uh, any rules in, a, in any type of way, but but look, I mean, I think this does sort of point to an interesting thing. If you look at how progressive politics have shifted over recent years, it, it does seem that this year they are running more towards the middle, because I think that they're recognizing that a lot of the policies and politics that they've been espousing since I don't know 2017, 18, um, when we were on the council together, Kurt, you know, they really are shifting back, and so it, it would be hard-pressed to think that in, in mayoral years of the of the past that they would be trying to argue to voters that uh, they are more like Democrats than they are progressives. You don't see a lot of the progressive um, name on literature and mail as much in years past. And so I do think that's an indicator for how they're responding to the political dynamics. But again, what we focus on is, is doing a few things very, very well. Um, making a clear message of progress of real progress to voters and communicate that, communicating that in a whole bunch of different ways, inviting as many people as we possibly can into the campaign to scale that message up. Um, and, and certainly least, uh, not, not least of all, we have an incredible candidate, not just on the mayor's side, but all, all the city councilors to, to do, drive that message home. So uh, I think that we're in a great position. I encourage anyone out there listening that wants to get involved uh, to go to the btvdems.org website or any of the council candidate websites to sign up. Uh, join this all-hands-on-deck movement uh, and, and focus on what we need to do and, and let everyone else do what they need to do. Uh, we look at that as noise. We look at what, what we're doing as our mission. All right. Adam Roof, for, former Burlington City Councilor and current Democratic Party Chair in Burlington, thanks for being on the morning drive today. All right. Thanks, fellas. Thanks a lot, Adam. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to check in with ABC News. Amanda's got the local headlines, of course, and we've got the Max Advantage forecast from Channel 3. Uh, Dave Bush, it's going to be cold tonight. And then we're going to be back uh, with the American Heart Association's uh, 100th 